0: The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome to The Dane and Derek Show, a force-sensitive podcast where we do not endorse death sticks uh i'm derek Ayello, a jedi knight and with me as
1: always is my buddy dane fogdahl uh, hi i'm i'm dane uh i'm feeling i'm feeling like i don't know what i'm feeling like maybe a smuggler today i've got a smuggler vibe i'm feeling
0: it very cool very cool you know not, not, nothing wrong with smuggling some goods so long as you're not smuggling death sticks to the kids i'll do my best uh, But unfortunately, Dane, this week's question is not about uh, uh, being a smuggler. It's about our our icebreaker is uh, what kind of Jedi would you be? And I can go first if you'd like this time. You go. Yeah, you go. So traditionally, there's like several subsects of Jedis, right? There's like Jedi Guardians who are like Anakin Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Counselors, which are like Qui-Gon or Yoda, then Jedi Sentinels who are basically like badass librarian Jedis. And within those, you know, they like break down into more specialties like Jedi Knight, Jedi Healer, Jedi Historian. Um, Personally, knowing me, uh, I'd probably be like, I'd. I feel like, I feel like as much as I want to be a Jedi guardian, I would land more in the Jedi consular, like more diplomatic kind of side of things, mm-hmm. um, which would mean I would get a green lightsaber, but you know, I, I'm really indifferent about the lightsaber colors, like green and blue are all, are both cool. Um, but I think the most interesting part of the Jedi mythology is like the Jedi historians that are very rarely talked about, but that's another topic for another episode, not related to this one. Dane, what kind of a Jedi would you be? Um, or Sith, because I know you're partial to that.
1: I'm not really partial to the Sith. I'm just kind of... partial to the dark side? Not even partial to the dark side. I'm just not partial to the Jedi conceptually on some level. And we're going to get into that today. We're going to get into that. So you're a real Qui-Gon Jinn then? You're a real Qui-Gon Jinn stan? Yeah, I'd I'd kind of land in like... I I think I would land in, in the sort of like gray jedi yeah um i personally would be most interested in the force like like i i always like thinking about the movies and like watching i'm like yeah okay the lightsabers are very cool and like i want one but the force is like seven eight times stronger like i'm watching most duels and i'm like this could be over if you just you know used the force more like the other person's running at you with a lightsaber you you could just like push him away, like yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, so like I think uh, personally, like <laughs> I would do the gray Jedi thing and dedicate myself more to learning to use the Force itself.
0: Nice. So you know, we've got Qui-Gon Jinn, Ahsoka Tano, and Dane
1: Fogdell—the
0: yep, only that, three great gray Jedi's in all of Star Wars mythology.
1: That—that that is where I'd land. Those are the those are my peeps. Um, But let's get into the prequels because there are like our last episode, I I, like right between recordings. I told you this. I was like, I love the original trilogy, but I don't have like huge opinions about it. Like all of my opinions are for the prequels and the sequel trilogy. And honestly, for the, for the extraneous, not extraneous, but like the, the extended advanced. Yeah. Legends, the legends, the, uh, the extended universe, all that good stuff. So, I'm really excited to get into the prequels because the prequels are by far the most maligned bit of Star Wars, if you ask me. Um, And like kind of universally, like the sequel trilogy has its like defenders, like it does. And it's like severe hate, like people who hate it, hate it, hate it. Right. But like the, the people who defend the, 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 prequel trilogy tend to be like yeah they're bad but i still enjoy them okay like back on, like don't be let me have this you know like less it's less like <laughs> like they don't try and defend the films themselves they try to defend their enjoyment of the films if that makes sense um so like here's my question how do you feel about the prequels just a few sentences like brief briefly uh the behind the scenes are my favorite part
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's that. that, That's how I feel. I mean, that and and I mean the other sub television media that comes out of the prequels, but that's not really the topic of discussion. Um, True. True. Yeah, Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I, I'm not. I'm pretty. Pretty. I think in a battle between the prequels and sequels, I would probably pick the sequels, Mm. which is not necessarily that much better. But hey, you know
1: right right uh we're going to get into some interesting shit with the sequels because i i i like them more than you by a lot mm. so so that's oh, going to be interesting, interesting but we'll get there very interesting my feelings on the sequels are first of all attack of the clones is a nightmare like it's a it's a it's a it's a hot mess it is everything about it is is bad basically like it, like the like, last time we were talking about, like, some of the, like, toxic masculinity, the, the 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 kind of, like, not great, like, views on men from the original trilogy. Yeah. Attack of the Clones takes that to a whole other level. Like, Anakin and Padme's, like, relationship in Attack of the Clones, as presented in Attack of the Clones, is deeply disturbing. Like, creepy, creepy, creepy. Um... And so like attack of the clones weighs all of it down for me. Like the, it's two redeeming features. Like literally the two is the Colosseum thing where there's just a million Jedi. Cause that's like neat. And we'd never seen it before. And also Anakin wielding two lightsabers also kind of neat. Everything else is a nightmare. Um, Phantom Menace is not as bad as you think like by a lot. Um, it gets most of the hate because Jar Jar, it sets the whole thing off and midichlorians is is kind of like dumb and we didn't need it. Um, but otherwise, if you watch Phantom Menace, it there's it kind of holds together best of the three, if you ask me, because it's not the hot mess that Attack of the Clones was. And it's not sitting on top of the weakness of two previous films trying to find some way to put all a bow on all this. Right. Uh, like Revenge of the Sith. So it kind of just gets to tell its story. I honestly think the worst thing about uh a Phantom Menace, really, outside of like the the extraneous things, is the fact that it's not entirely clear who its main character is, and because of that is just kind of weak. Um and so my feelings about the prequels kind of come down on the fact that the concepts on, of the prequels are all really good like if you take if you abstract it and forget how poorly it was executed um the I, the concept that Darth Vader f- originally fell to the dark side um because he just wanted to save the woman he loved um and it twisted him and turned him evil all the while uh the emperor was slowly like destroying using like the grinding gears of politics to to convince people to fall follow him like you know real fascist leaders do um good these are good ideas like that's that's good ideas right like yeah um and then it's just so horribly executed and so yeah, exactly yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 all flaws in execution, like to a T. Like the the writing is bad, the 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 acting is bad. Like Ewan McGregor is, and like um, Liam Neeson, uh, you know, there are Samuel L. Jackson. There are great actors in that those films, right? Like they couldn't save it. They couldn't save the dialogue, like and they tried, you know, like um, and, and so here's the one kind of interesting thing that I kind of take away from the prequel trilogy. Um, and I'm not sure this was intentional, right? Like I'm genuinely not sure this was intentional. And so I'm not sure how to feel about it. The Jedi suck. Like that's the thing I take away from it. And I think it's really interesting. Like they're presented as the good guys, but really they're just this like kind of bloated, um, constrictive, uh, self-masochistic, um, is that oxymoron, self masochist uh, Anyways. Um, and like kind of bad institution, religious institution. Um, and that's why they fail. That's why, that's why like Palpatine can, can take over. And that like, Luke and later, even like Rey in in the sequel trilogies, like they like in in the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, they're both right to like kind of like go against what Obi Wan and Yoda and like and like to a certain extent, like Ahsoka Tano is also in this like category and Qui Gon Jinn. Like all of these characters are right in in so far as like being like, yeah, maybe the Jedi didn't really have it right, like. The dark side ter- seems to turn you into a like a like a like a serial killer, basically. So that's clearly not the answer. But maybe being this like uh constrictive and repressive religious religion isn't a good idea either. And I think that's an interesting concept. But I don't know what you think, but I don't know if that's that was that was what everyone was going for. What or if like that um, or if you like that concept, so. I've talked for a hot second here. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so I, I I think that the issue here, right, is that they're supposed to be this like like almost Buddhist order, right? But they're not portrayed. They're portrayed more like the Catholic Church than they are the Buddhist than Buddhist monks.
1: Fun fact though, um having working for a legit Buddhist institution, um the There's a lot of like real toxicity and and uh, sexism and patriarchy in uh, Tibetan Buddhism and like Buddhism in general. So like they may not be the Catholic church, but it, you know, they're, yeah, they, they've they got they're their own problems. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's the thing, right? Like I
0: think the, of course, like the EU kind of expands on this and, you know, talks about how like the Jedi, yada, 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 you know, like this is like sort of like the, the last sort of era of Jedi, and you know they the the views have kind of been twisted over like thousands of years and whatever, which I think is like an interesting thing. Um, but I I ultimately feel like in the original trilogy, you know, like they're kind of sort of like held up on this pedestal, and in the prequel trilogy, you kind of see all their faults, and it's like this very it, it like I think watching them in order leaves you with this very kind of weird kind of feeling because I think. I I don't know. Like, I I think the institution of the Jedi isn't great. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Jedi should have been as like, as much as I love Jedi, I think like pretty much every single piece of expanded universe material has to do with the fact that the Jedi get go out of control. And so do the Sith and they just fight. And it's like, well shit, there's been thousands of years of these two religious groups fighting you know, kind of like the Crusades in a lot of ways. And it just is not Mm -hmm. great for anyone. And I feel like there's, you know, like the, uh, which is kind of like the issue, right? Because I think they don't really ever get across to the point that like, in order to have balance in the universe, you need to have both light, gray and dark. You need to have all sorts of, of that to have balance to the force. Mm -hmm. But each side is completely, you know, you know, overzealous with, with what they think they need to do. And I think that that's where they kind of screw up, which, you know, could just be a product of genius, could be a product of just lots of years of weird canon. Mm -hmm. I I don't really know. I I feel like, I feel like in in the attack of the clones, right? Like, and revenge of the Sith, the Jedi are portrayed as like a militaristic group, you know, Mm -hmm. that are trying to seize power. And, And it's like, you know, it makes sense why they're doing it. But once again, it's like, you know, like what makes Qui-Gon Jinn an interesting Jedi or Ahsoka Tano an interesting Jedi is that they, you know, they, they're gray Jedi. So they, they see in the present dark side Jedi's pull their power from the past and light side Jedi's pull their power from the future. And, you know, light side Jedi's can see the future. um, But that doesn't mean that they're right, you know? Yeah, like you know, Obi Wan is constantly telling Luke that you have to confront Darth Vader, which Obi Wan interprets as you have to kill Darth Vader, which is you know that's that's not at all what it is, right? And same goes for uh, the the light side, you know, like in the prequels, like they all see Anakin's potential, and they all see what could go wrong, yet they all, you know, and, and they and they do things that ultimately spell their doom because they betray Anakin in a way, you know, all because Mm -hmm. they fear his power. And the dark side, you know, it's the exact same situation, right? Like giving in to all of these emotions, giving in too much is bad. And that's sort of where like the Clone Wars TV show like explains and goes into a lot of these sort of nuances of, you know, you're supposed to grapple with both sides of it with both light and dark. You're not supposed to be without one or the other. But of course the movies don't go into that. So you just kind of get this like kind of weird, it's good versus evil, but the good guys are kind of evil and the bad guys are kind of good. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? hmm Yeah. And that's and that's kind of, you know, a thing. I it's it kind of Games of Thrones is itself, you know? It kind
1: of games of Thrones is itself. Yeah, the the prequels super do. and, and I and there's <sighs> and and to be fair like i i what i'll say for the prequels is that there is some like very fun spectacle to them if that makes sense
0: yeah um, i mean there it was like one of the first movies with like cgi on that level you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the, like like the making of the behind the scenes the, the the amount of programs that they had to develop to like make these things like we still use today like like they are a hallmark of like filmmaking in and of itself and like blue screen technology, green screen technology, like fluid simulations, like just like all these things. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's awesome, but it's right. weird.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I mean like there are some, like some people are like the prequel duels are silly, you know, like I, I don't, the duel of the fates between Maul, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan that one feels pretty grounded to me and feels pretty balanced. Um, and like, as opposed to say, Anakin versus Obi-Wan at the very end of revenge of the Sith, there is something a little silly about that. Like how crazy it is. But on the other hand, uh, talking about behind the scenes they really did that level of choreography like i gotta yeah. hand it to ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen like holy shit guys that's wild that you managed to do that like that's insane like yeah um like that's that's ridiculous like yeah like the, the cgi of the lava and all that isn't isn't there and that like the the sets were only so much but like all of that wild like spinning blade shit if you watch that 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 duel again they really did that. And you should be kind of excited and as silly and over the top it, as it is. Um, you know, it is it is fun, you know, like General Grievous breaking his arms apart into four lightsabers. It's very fun. It's it's silly. It doesn't really make sense, um, but it's fun. You know, like I think that's one thing that is I, I kind of can hand to the prequels is like. It is kind of fun in a way that the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy never are like it like it never feels like they're that either of the other trilogies are quite just throwing random shit out there as the, the the prequels are
0: not to compare them to another pair of like prequels but they're kind of like the hobbit trilogy um in terms of like the kind of fluffiness that they have to them and they're also kind of they're a lot more closer to like what like Flash Gordon was, or like definitely, definitely, you know, like, and and I think that's really interesting, right? Because you know George Lucas had so much creative control over these movies, mm-hmm. and you know considering these were some of the first like digital films ever shot, you yeah. know, like the amount of digital effects done to make them sort of like this hyper hyper space adventure versus a space opera, I I think it really shows like it really shows how much George Lucas wanted it to be Flash Gordon versus what the original trilogy
1: was, you know? Yeah. What I'd kind of say is that the original trilogy is almost a like synthesis of what George Lucas, all of George Lucas's like sort of like in inspirations combined with basically all of the other creatives around him kind of tempering him yes. into creating something new, right? All, like new out of the parts of the old. Yeah. Um, the prequels sometimes feel like you're right. Like it feels very flash Gordon, like very much that he was just like, and here it is like here, here's everything. And, um, Sometimes the sequels feel more Star Wars than the original trilogy is Star Wars. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes. Well,
0: yeah, because like there's just so much lore. It's 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 a product of just being like so lore heavy. So Star Warsy in terms of like that could only ha- like in terms of like when you're watching, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a Star Wars thing. You yes. Know, like Yes, and it's and, and like you don't really know what you're saying when you when you get get that, but like you feel it in the theater because you're like, oh yeah, that that wouldn't happen in a regular movie or a regular story. That would only happen in Star Wars. The right, prequels versus... are 100 that, and yeah. even the sequels, and, and, I... and, and, and that's yeah, how they got with the sequels.
1: <laughs> and so here's so here's like my thought about like the the best bits of the prequels certainly are when things are just so extra. That you kind of can't help but smile, you know, Yeah, like the pod racing is it's like, welcome to space drag racing. OK, dope. I'm there for that. That's ridiculous. But I, I am here for that. And then it's like and Darth Maul has a double sided lightsaber. Dope. I'm there. And then like in the in like in Attack of the Clones, it's like and in this coliseum, there are these crazy monsters. Very Flash Gordon. And then there's going to be like a hundred Jedi enjoy. And it's like, yeah, I'm there for that. You know, like there's, there's some stuff in the prequels that is just like, this is just too fun. And recently the, the ninth movie came out and, you know, a lot of people were like, that sucked. And like, on some level I hear that, like, I really do. But somebody was like, why did you say, why did you say you had a good time? And I said, because it was Star Wars, like, this is such a dumb argument to like, this is like such a silly argument to make, but I'm like, the lightsaber duels happened, the good guys triumphed over the evil guys, the spaceships flew, the things blew up, the score swelled, like, what do you want from me? I didn't go for like some intellectual challenge. Like, like, what do you want? Like, I like, and that's sometimes what happens with the prequels. It's why Attack of the Clones makes me so upset sometimes is because it gets so gross with the romance I'd say in air quotes that like, I can't even enjoy like the silly flash Gordon ripoff that I'm supposed to be enjoying, you know? And like, that's the thing. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think there's something to love in the prequels. um, But it's definitely not like the movies themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, well,
0: like I was going to say, right, like it's all the media outside of the prequels that we love. It's the Clone Wars. It's Star Wars Rebels. It's the comics that came out of it, the novelizations. And most importantly, Fast and the Forceiest, Mon Gaza Drift, written by Karen Hahn and Brian David Gilbert. That is the best piece of fan fiction I have ever ever seen uh <laughs> which i'm gonna send you a link after this and you should definitely read all right i'm in i'll bite it's a it's a pod racing fast and furious mashup pilot that they wrote as a joke but it became a real pilot and it's one of the best pieces of fan fiction to ever come out of the prequels uh yeah I, that and, and that's the thing right it's like the prequels in a lot of ways don't capture the spirit of star wars They capture the lore, the world, the characters, the history of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. They don't capture the spirit of Star Wars. Gotcha.
1: I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. I, I, and here's the thing that I will say about like the concept is great and the execution is bad. Like if you look at the things, like you said, that come out of the prequel kind of like era, like the stuff that's around it, there's so much amazing stuff. Like both Clone Wars shows are superb, like truly superb. And that in like and that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, this is just, this is all an execution problem. Like it's like there's nothing wrong at its core here. Like something I will say about like the sequels and we will get into this more next week. But like the sequels to me are almost the reverse problem. Um, especially with nine is it's not a problem of execution. Um, it's a problem of ideas, like the concepts.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, like the fact that fans will still like talk about the original show and all the, and like the original prequels and all the things in the prequels, but fans don't really talk about what happened in the sequel trilogy. I think, I think that's something, there's something to be
1: said there, like to what you're saying, except episode eight because it's because and here's the thing i will say about episode eight wherever you fall on it and like there are legitimate reasons to not like episode eight i don't think you can fault it for its ideas i really don't i agree i don't think you can i I don't think you can fault it for its ideas you can fault it for not liking those ideas but you can't fault it for not having any whereas i think seven to some extent and Nine for sure. You could definitely fault for being like, you guys had a lack of an imagination on this one. Like, don't get me wrong. Very cool. This is very cool to watch. But like, it, you know, like in the, as opposed to say like uh, the the concept of the of the prequels. I don't think you can really fault. I think it gets super convoluted and confusing and bad. But like, I mean, it, it's why people make
0: a prequel supercut, you know, it's yeah, yeah, two and a yeah. half hours, you know, it's, it's cause like there is stuff in there that is good. It's just kind of weighted down by an awkward romance, too much history, too much contradiction and just
1: way too many lightsabers. And on top of it, like that, like the flaws that like, they don't have to be flaws, right? Like if you watch the clone Wars show and we're, we're about to, we're, ooh, we should probably call this very soon. Cause we're starting to like branch off into other things, but like, The Padme Anakin romance works in the Clone Wars. It does. And it's still like you can still see the flaws and the the problems caused by like Anakin not dealing with his shit, you know, like but without it being like terrifying and creepy, you know, like it's it didn't have to be the way it is. And that's kind of that's something that's very disappointing. Um but yeah, I begrudge no one who enjoys them. Not 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 an ounce. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like you said, there's good
0: ideas and there are things in it that are good. I, I will say
1: I will begrudge anybody who says Attack of the Clones is their favorite Star Wars, though, because I'll be like, have you watched it? That's creepy. <laughs> it's gross and creepy. I, I I really will. That That is the only Star Wars film where I'm just like, we really could have done without this one. Like that one could just kind of we could shovel that one out the door. You know, completely like that one's fine.
0: Not, not yeah. a big loss
1: here. Yeah, well, um, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, do you have a favorite moment in the prequels?
1: Duel of the Fates is an easy one, partially because the score is so good. And also just because it's it's a very fun duel and the intercut between all three parts of what's happening is actually really excellent. Um, but also the opening to Return or Revenge of the Sith um oh yeah the space battle the space battle is actually very cool um and again the score is really good it's very warlike and i really liked that um like they somehow managed to make uh, john williams managed to make the the theme of the force which is normally so mystical and like almost a relief when you hear it sound ominous in that opening score and i was like oh that's cool like even as like an 8 year old child I was like oh Oh, this is, that's ominous, man. Nice. Like, you know, and like that whole sequence goes through it's, um, you know, there's a lot to actually, I think love in the opening sequence of revenge of the Sith in kind of the same way. There's a lot to love in the opening sequence of return of the Jedi. It's a little disconnected from the rest of it, right? Like it almost feels like a separate adventure before we get into the real film. Um, which I really like. What about you? So I really
0: like the... the. Uh, I'll, I'll get the goofier one out of the way first. Uh, when I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters, I remember everyone in the audience standing up and cheering when Yoda came out and fought Count Dooku. And I remember not being able to see what was going on in the movie <laughs> um, during that fight. But I think that was like the first time we saw like Yoda in his prime like kicking ass, and I think people loved that. Also, Christopher Lee as Count Dooku is an incredible casting choice. Mm -hmm. Like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, great casting in these movies, but couldn't save it. Um, But I think, like, I honestly really love the end of Revenge of the Sith, the... Not the Darth Vader no part, uh, but the part where Obi-Wan gives baby Luke to Owen and Aunt Peru. <gasps> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's like a callback to the twin sunsets as Obi-Wan kind of like leaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that. Uh, just because like there's something like really hopeful in that particular scene about the future, you know, and I think like leading into four, it's like a great transition. I, I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. That is, uh, I guess, you know, I feel like if we didn't have a time limit, we would uh, we could just talk about the prequels all day and the subsequent other material. But, uh, that's why you're going to come back next week and the week after, because we still got two more episodes of our star Wars month. Uh, just get ready for the sequel to this episode where we talk about the sequels. That was a terrible pun. You're uh, good. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I feel you. um well, with that, uh, OK, everybody, I, I hope you're watching all the Star Wars content that is coming out this month. We'll catch you next week. You can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd and Dane. Where can we find
1: you in the galaxy? Uh, you can find me at Dane underscore Fogdahl on Twitter and you can uh, listen to my my podcast Diceology, which is an actual play show. Uh, it's spelled like the science of dice. Uh, on itunes stitcher or spotify
0: thank you very much for listening and may the force be with you catch you later